Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman beyond. This is Adam Beechin. This is Yoko McCann from Funko. This is Zach from Diamond Select Toys. This is Bernard Chang. Dan Bergen. Hey everyone, it's Michael McQuistian. This is Lolita Ritmanis. This is Christopher Carter with Dynamic Music Partners. This is Travis from at Saturday Morning Batman on Instagram. This is Eli Benson, also known as Batman Beyond fan page, and I'm telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. 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 Welcome back, Neo Gotham, to Above and Batman Beyond, YouTube series and podcast all about DC and Batman Beyond. I am your host, Benjamin David, uh, and with us is returning DC news guest and close friend, uh, Scott, at the.batfan on Instagram. Say hello, Scott. Hello, Scott. <laughs> nice. Uh, Scott has an incredible Instagram of toy photography, a very talented toy photographer, and uh, I love talking to him about DC, so that's why he is here. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't checked out our previous episode on DC News, we talked about Shazam, Fury of the Gods, specifically Wonder Woman showing up in that dreadful trailer. Uh, so you can already tell how we thought about it. Spoilers. But uh, <laughs> Scott and I have yet to see the movie. We are not here to talk about Shazam, but check out that episode if you want to hear it. We are here to talk about uh, the set photos from Joker Folie Adieu. So we are going to do that today. Uh, as always, subscribe youtube.com slash above and batman beyond a lot of exciting stuff going on on youtube we're about to get a video editor i have been posting uh consistent vid clips of our podcast so check out all that <laughs> excuse me uh and then of course uh the podcast subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast please rate and review the show now that, again we're we have consistent episodes coming out it is important that you rate and review if you like the show all right scott let us do it uh, oh and follow us on instagram at batman beyond media and once again, Scott's Instagram at the dot bat fan. So Scott, Harley Quinn, look at her. Uh, yeah, Lady, I, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn and Joker Folia do. We got new set photos. What do you think? It looks a lot better than I thought. They've managed to keep it simple. And yet um, <coughs> she's very identifiable as Harley Quinn. So I think it's a good, it's a good combination. Um, I wasn't wholeheartedly convinced it would be a good idea for a second movie but i think they're starting to sort of um show some good signs i think what do you reckon no i agree i was not too excited when i saw this photo so we had gotten actually you know a first first look this right here which was not of course a set photo it looks like something straight out of like it's color graded it looks like it's a clip from the movie would you agree yeah definitely yeah you know, we got that about a month ago. And in fact, Eli and I talked about that uh, on one of our DC News episodes. But, you know, this is set photos of her really in character. She wasn't in the Harley Quinn makeup here. Uh, she had only had what looks like blood or maybe his makeup from kissing her or whatever. Now we're seeing this is Harley Quinn. And like you said, I mean, <laughs> she's finally because that being that that's all we had gotten. She wasn't identifiable as Harley Quinn, as you mentioned. And now this is Harley Quinn. And I do like like you said, they did keep it simple enough so that it's believable within this really, you know, dour, dark, uh, gritty, very real world. I I, I called it, uh, I don't know, I called the Batman greasy, but this has that same kind of like greasy New York, uh, early 80s, 70s stuff. So 
I think it's it's absolutely perfect. She's got the diamond stuff even on her um stockings, all the red and and black diamonds. I mean, it all it's all there. She's got the makeup. Yeah, I, I think it totally works. Yeah, it definitely works. And, <sighs> and I'm actually prefer- I guess I should say this before I I I, I uh, hand it off is that not excited for this for this next one really until seeing this and these photos. So I should I should probably say that and that is based on on how she looks because you know, I wasn't a fan of the first one and I do want to take like five minutes in a second after we talk about our initial thoughts. Uh, but to talk about uh, the first Joker, how we how we felt about the first Joker movie, because I think that's definitely going to inform the rest of the conversation. So uh, someone, though, spoilers for that, who is not a huge fan of the first one, I think I'm more excited based on this. So we got again, I should also say um, before I hand it off the these Harley photos. We also got Harvey Dent stuff, which we're going to talk about. And then we also got Arkham State Hospital, which Jersey represent is apparently in Belleville, New Jersey. So, um, yeah, leave it to leave it to Jersey to to replicate the ugliest of Gotham, New York and this Joker of worlds. <laughs> so, Scott, uh, sorry, back to you before. I just wanted to also lay that stuff out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, to be fair, I like the uh, costumes much more than I have liked Margot Robbie's previous two. Uh, I liked a Suicide Squad costume, but I did not enjoy Birds of Prey in one single iota. And a Suicide Squad movie was a little bit better. But um, yeah, I, I think this is actually a really good outfit. It's very simple. Um, it's not over the top, but it's easily identifiable. I think Harvey Quinn should always be dressed in red and black. It's the yeah. <laughs> quintessential part of um, the character and she yeah she looks pretty good um and i like that um it doesn't seem to be a musical <laughs> um yeah. and that's a good thing there's a lot of speculation it's going to be a musical i don't see very much um musical elements to this which is excellent um yeah it looks good so you know like that's interesting got, you don't um, think it still will be i hope not okay um, I hope not. I want to see the same tone continue because I enjoyed the first film. So I hope it continues. And I like this. still got the same Joker masks they're using there. It's very much mm. keeping the continuity alive. Um, Phoenix looks in perfect shape as well. I mean, it looks like he's just come straight out of the first Joker movie back into um, the second one. He, he looks brilliant. Oh, that's right. There were set photos of him walking those. around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just looks absolutely perfect and identical to what the um, first film looked like because he obviously had to get himself as thin as a rake for this film. So. I was going to say perfect shape <laughs> means emaciated. Yeah, I mean, he's had to go full on Christian Bale with the uh, <laughs> weight gain and weight loss. Um, yeah. So he had credit to him, he looks really good. It looks good aesthetically. Hopefully the film has, um, yeah, enough um, in there to keep it, as good as the first one, but we'll see. Uh, mm. Certainly aesthetically, it looks good. Just hope there's a bit something substantial behind the story. That is a good point. I, I would say, from what we see here, aesthetic match. You know, yeah, absolutely. The tone, which looks is the same. important with a uh, yeah, tone looks the same. Yeah, I, and that's important with a sequel. A lot of sequels don't give a shit enough to do that. So, yeah, I think that was always a criticism leveled at the Dark Knight trilogy, where you go from Batman Begins, which is very much a Gotham feel to mm. just a, a plain city in the dark night i mean if just chicago that's all it is yeah yeah it, that that is the one criticism i always level at that film but it just yeah. doesn't feel like it's gotham city but yeah it, it's um it certainly looks the part of this and as you mentioned the hospital it's going to be filmed that 
Um, really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Really, so really Let's go really to cool. that. Uh, we'll open that up. And as I do that, let us talk about um, our feelings on the first movie. Let's just take like five minutes to do that. So yeah, sure. I, I've never talked to you about your feelings on the Joker. So go. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the first movie. I can remember... Um, I can always remember watching it in the cinema the first time. I went to see it about three times, I think, in the, the cinema. And that, I think that was the last movie that I properly went to see um, multiple times and enjoyed multiple times because it was just so addictively good. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I loved the first film. It was, it was brilliant. It was unpredictable. It was... Um, aesthetically amazing it just looked like gotham city i loved how it was you know it almost looked like it was in uh, michael keaton's universe where the, it, it was just a really dark 90s well 80s 90s gritty um i mean you talked about it like a greasy new york that's yeah. is perfect you know right. i think that's a perfect batman um to, constantly raining yeah yeah very much so uh, it yeah um very, you know, it, it could easily be part of the Keaton verse or even part of Robert Pattinson's Gotham. It just looks really, really brilliant and very, very watchable. And you know, Phoenix throughout that movie. I mean, he carried that movie. He deserved an Oscar and got his Oscar for that. So yeah. I'm pleased for him because he, he fully deserved it. He was brilliant. All right. Uh, so the Joker to me is so good. My like nicest way of reviewing it is like it was so good and so well made to me that i wanted to walk out of the theater like four times because <laughs> it was so disturbing to watch the experience of that dude yeah it was um which is the point but i i think it speaks also i'd probably deal with it maybe better now i've been watching a lot more horror movies now specifically like modern horror you know i was always like super into scream and halloween and vintage horror i guess would be now uh but like this new school i still haven't seen like insidious i, I just i hear it's po point is they perfected scaring the shit out of people on film and i think this is an example of like he's so free todd phillips in the filmmaking of this to go i'm not going to give people the conventional like break from this guy's experience there's no break you don't get as a viewer any respite from no. this guy's complete fucking misery of existence. Yeah. Um, which, sure, that will forge a Joker. I just, it was so unpleasant to fucking experience that, that I, so that's, again, that gives it credit. I don't know, though. I, I do have a beef with it that I'll admit of, it, it didn't feel close enough to what we know as the Joker. Like, I just, I, I don't see this guy ever going up against any kind of Batman. There was no yeah, kind of like, I hear that. Yeah. You know, right after he um what is it? Right after he shoots the guy and does that like creepy dance and shit in the bathroom in the subway. Like that to me, I was like, oh shit, he's unlocked like this Joker. But I thought what then was gonna happen was that he was gonna like open a notebook and start making like psycho plans and doing something again, doesn't have to involve Batman. I just I want some kind of proof, some kind of hint even that like oh this guy's you've also unlocked some kind of genius in this guy because joker is he's two things he's nuts but he's also a fucking genius because that's the only way you could go up against batman is if you are that fucking smart hmm. so yeah. i guess that's my like two and a half minutes on the joker and it just it does annoy me too i guess the final thing i'll say 
it, it to me has the Pennyworth problem of like it's just too far from that which is the bat that like at that point you're taking too many liberties and the movie would not made would not have made a billion dollars if it wasn't called the Joker and I just don't think it's close enough I think the other I guess to give it a compliment and we'll move into the rest of it uh I do feel like there were Joker moments of the very end when it's all black and white in Arkham and he's running back and forth after killing the nurse. I think that is like perfect. If you just yeah. do more of that, if you play that up and it looks like maybe we're going to get some of that, it'll be more playful with Harley. Yeah. And uh, I do think Arkham moving into this, what we're looking at right now is an absolutely perfect spot to open this movie. If that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. It looks, I uh, mean, that was my favorite incredible. parts of Joker. As I just said, was Arkham yeah. Asylum. You nailed it there. Just have some, creepy fucked up shit going on with him he meets her she witnesses him killing someone whatever the fuck it is i just i can't wait if they do if they keep that tone going it was almost like looney tunes bugs bunny like fun but disturbing um i would love that yeah it looks great yeah and um i love the facility they're gonna film this at. it was uh, we were looking into it before and say yeah previously used as a hospital for people that had infectious diseases so they could isolate people um and yeah it's just perfect isn't it i mean that just looks like arkham asylum if you would you know to yeah. have a stab at what building that would be at. i think that would be your first guess it's brilliant but um yeah i mean it just look at some of the cars from the pictures you've got there on the set it looks perfect yeah look at that i mean come on so cool perfect late 70s early 80s you got um that and that's like new york just at its worst that's when the mafia owned new york city you know there's like documentaries and shit on that guy yeah. michael francis he's like one of those like rock star ex-gangster podcaster guys who just has like all this money from uh you know from being a, a youtube influencer essentially but talking about the mob and like he but he was on one of these netflix docs and i remember they they opened it and it wasn't like he goes it wasn't as if we felt like we owned the city. We own the city. I think and it's I've like, yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah, true. dude. That Netflix, I forget the name of it, but Netflix has one of the best mafia docs I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot. Um, yeah, it's I so agree. good. Yeah, I wholeheartedly oh, agree. Fascinating series that was. So, like, it's New York at its most corrupt, uh, at its most lawless. You know, this is when you had porn theaters. Like, 42nd Street now looks like. You know, it's Applebee's and and uh, bubblegum shrimp. It was where all like the triple X theaters were hookers outside. Uh, if you just YouTube footage of 42nd Street, the heart of New York City in like the late 70s, early 80s, which, of course, is taxi driver. That's what uh, much of what Todd Phillips was going for. And even um, what's it called? Parts of the Batman were, were taxi driver esque of just this. Yeah. The ugliest of New York. So, you know, I think it's really perfect here to what they did aesthetically also with Joker back to the first one. And what I loved about the first one, I guess I, I should have mentioned this too, is the is Gotham itself. I think they completely nailed and even philosophically character wise, this guy feeling that he is uh, trapped in the city, like a claustrophobia is what Todd Phillips wanted to, to do with Gotham. Yeah. Fucking perfect yeah. idea. And that's to like have that scene, isn't it, on the train when he's going into the, the train? You exactly. Like overlook. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. And I, I felt like I just wanted more of that. I'm like, damn, you nailed this. Uh, and then the rest of the movie was so 
fucked up. But anyway, um, I think that to do, I was telling Scott off mic, Joker one was in the Bronx, a lot of it. And the Bronx, at least the gothic parts of it, were back to Batman, the influence of Batman. But the point is the Bronx was, used to be kind of this whole, uh, it was like the country of New York. It was it was kind of the outskirts of New York. Of course, it's a borough now, but um, what's it called? Like that's where Bob Kane was from. And that was what a lot of the gothic revival influence for Gotham itself was 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 the Bronx. But then you got Bronx in the 70s, and it's really interesting that, you know, if you take pieces of it, it's really just the ugliest parts of New York. Like, there is nothing... We're not doing Anton first Gotham here. This is just the <laughs> ugliest parts of Gotham you can possibly find. And so, and that claustrophobia feel, to bring it to North Jersey, Belleville, New Jersey, this is literally the home of Junior Soprano, the, the mob boss... <laughs> the Sopranos lives in Belleville. I mean, this is the old Italian neighborhood. Um, to have it here, uh, this just all looks. And again, like golden age of New York mafia when they are literally running the city. They owned all the unions, all the politicians. It was like as cinematic as it gets. And Hercules agrees. This is my puppy. Um, but yeah, dude, I just this. I, I'm really excited for this now. Yeah, I agree definitely where um, i didn't like the first one and i so i find it interesting i'm excited for the sequel you know <laughs> yeah that's it i mean uh, we've been starved with some exciting dc stuff lately so it's good to see where uh, get excited i think over something but, uh, what do you mean in our yeah. last conversation you and i were super excited to see uh shazam oh um, I, I couldn't even bear to go and watch it i just <laughs> i can't bear to go and watch it it's just i can't go and, and watch a superhero that can't take himself seriously it's just <laughs> yeah terrible i just again I, I i said in this post and people got all shitty about it that i just don't want to see a kid's movie like no. i don't watch nickelodeon so why <laughs> i'm 38 and i just i don't mind things that work for kids a lot of the marvel movies work for kids and adults for quite a while and yeah, so I, this, I watch them and i shit. like them you know but like now they don't and a batman movie uh, DC movie could totally, especially Shazam. Obviously, he's a kid, but you made literally when I say kids movie, it's like there's content that is watchable, and we'll get back to Joker two in like thirty seconds. But it's like there's content that is watchable for adults to sit down with their kids and watch Nickelodeon, whatever it is, and go, oh, I actually like the show as an adult. Um, Teen Titans Go famously has has worked for a lot of DC fans. While it might be annoying, you wouldn't watch it by yourself. You can at least watch it with your kid. But like, I don't know. There's even Batman the Animated Series. Best example. Like this is shit that works for kids and adults beyond. This is why we have this podcast. So I don't understand why people got all tight about that. I just do not want to see what looks like. And they sold in the trailer. The point of our last conversation was all about just like this is the how your selling point. Like, this is what you want to present is joke after joke after joke. And then you're not even confident enough to leave your fucking cameo out of the advertising. Yeah, it, it's poor. It's, it, it's all just a mess. They just look so unprofessional. Like, this is the Brothers Warner. This is Warner Brothers. And they look like children right now. Yeah. And then um, Zachary Levi whining about uh, The Rock. I mean, I, I I was thinking about this, and I'm very, very, very skeptical over 
I mean, can you imagine you've got these new people coming in at Warner Brothers and letting The Rock boss them around over what credit teams can go where? I just don't think that quite fits, to be honest with you. I think they're, they're using The Rock to um, throw him under the bus as an excuse as to why Shazam was so bad when really they should take accountability for the fact that their movie was crap, very <laughs> crap. Um, and it just doesn't work. I, you know, the this whole jokey Marvel tone with DC characters, it, it, I'm sorry, it doesn't it doesn't work. And I've said this before, people will vote with their feet and they have voted with their feet. They don't want to see it. It's rubbish. You know, Wonder, Wonder Woman 84 was sort of veering a little bit into that and it did crap. Oh, Christ. The Suicide Squad is the most one of the most overrated movies <laughs> I've ever seen. You're talking and about the new one or the first one? The second one. Um, yeah. It's so and again, we got to get back to Joker, but yeah, yeah, and then now we Shazam is just awful. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the, the, the scene going back to Joker though, this is this is for me what DC is about. It's serious. It's grown up. It's yeah. uh, it's an adult movie that kids can like rather than a kids movie that some adults might like. You know, this is Boom. this is more serious, and um, actions have consequences. So this is what I very much like, and why I like DC. Um, you know, pe- people say, the, oh, you know, you don't like, uh, you're just anti-Marvel. It goes, well, well, yes, because Marvel doesn't take its <laughs> superheroes as seriously and the consequences seriously. So, yes, this is why. Yeah. And it's also not even necessarily Marvel as a universe or, or the characters or the comic books or the history of the franchise. It's these movies. It's what what the MCU is now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Imprisoned themselves filmically if that's a fucking word of like you can't make movies outside this basically child's universe at this point what are we doing yeah this is it i mean that's why i like no way home so much because it wasn't because of uh, toby and andrew it was because the actions that tom holland spider-man had in that movie had consequences and um people died you know there was real world issues um in that movie if that makes sense and that's why i liked it so much yeah nice all right so harvey dent signs harvey dent is the clown uh yeah what do you think of this stuff uh i I mean yeah it's a good um it's a good little what's the word good little segue into another character in there Uh, i mean they've teased it with thomas wayne in the last movie so easter egg yeah for sure um it's interesting i wonder whether he will be a actual character in the film or it'll mm. just be a sort of mention uh, or maybe we'll even see like a Batman 89 sort of thing where he's just briefly in it. Um, I don't know. I mean, else, if but... this whole thing is outside a courthouse, what looks like a courthouse and you know, the footage of the Joker walking in with all dressed up and stuff that looks like he's going to court. If not, he looks dressed up to like be ready for the press and then we got Harley walking into what looks like the courthouse and Harvey Dent is the clown. I think he's the prosecutor for, you know, I think he's g- going to be going after Joker, right? Yeah, that's a good, uh, it's a good theory. That is. Uh, I like some of the signs they've made as well. Look very um, realistic. I like that sign at the top where it says Arthur Fleck killed off the Murray show, which is interesting, but yeah. So, oh, that's not on killed on the Murray show. It's off. 
Uh, can I zoom it's, hard to, it's hard to see from here. Maybe, maybe. I, zoom? I forget how to do it, but anyway. Uh yeah, no, it's cool shit, man. I um he's a perfect character for this world too. You know, I mean Harley works yeah. for a real world Joker as well. Uh not just because she's obviously his girlfriend, but it just she works, I think. And then Harvey's also perfect. Of course, that's probably why Nolan plucked him too. It's just someone you could easily do in a real world. Yeah, well, they're just so grounded and they could cause chaos uh, with so little. Whereas some other villains need a lot of, uh, and need a lot of explaining, and they need a lot of sort of patronizing to get to a point where they they kind of mean anything. But these characters, they don't really. You, just, you know, they they don't have superpowers. They are human beings. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's good and it's very like I say, it's very of this universe. Like I say, it keeps you very grounded. It's um, very unfitting. I also think, you know, story, philosophically, whatever you want to call it, the idea of a character of Harvey Dent who is, you know, in this unmovable, incorruptible force in a city that is the example, as we talked about, of corrupt New York, corrupt Gotham. So, you know, this guy's essentially probably going to be a Rudy Giuliani type. I just put that together of Giuliani, <laughs> excuse me. This wheezing. Uh, Giuliani, before whatever you feel of him now politically, he's very different from where he started, which was just famous for the guy who essentially took down the mob as we knew it. He is who took down the Gotham that the, the Gotham, the New York that is this Gotham that I was just talking about before, like the mafia at its worst. And he actually had the balls to go after these guys. Um in a big way and really a lot of like the wiretap cases and, and just the mob getting shut down and the, the, the infiltration of the feds taking everybody down point is incorruptible DA started out. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, yeah. and then the U S attorney's office by the time he was, what's it called? Um, taking down the mob. But the point is, yeah, I think that, that might be a parallel here too, of just this guy in a town that's full of corruption that, that just symbolizes corruption to be this incorruptible DA would work nicely with, you know, the agent of chaos. Yeah. It's a good call. That is um, a really good uh, comparison. Cause in a way the Joker is too that. And that's, what's always interesting about the Joker. The Joker can't be bought, sold. He doesn't give a shit about money. No. It's, you know, pure chaos. Yeah, it is. Um, I love the anarchy of, of Joaquin's Joker. It is kind of Heath Ledger like in that way where he, he just cannot be negotiated with. He doesn't care. Um, but I mean, you know, apart from all other things, maybe that is the essence of Joker. Uh, it just mm. doesn't get it. He isn't bothered. Yeah, it's not about the money. It's about the message. No. Yes, oh, absolutely. He, him lighting the gasoline on fire. That was just the most punk rock anarchy. Just this is my city. That yeah, is the great, Joker all the way. And yeah, I mean, this guy, this, that movie ended with this guy burning shit and we got some Joker in there. So to see Joker light the city on fire again, to see, you know, also what's interesting, uh, people criticize this movie for being an origin for Joker as if that's, which I never, I don't have any problem against this for that. You can always do an origin. Yeah, Yes, you might have preferred Heath Ledger not having one or having this constant lie, whatever it may be, but I like I like the idea that you, yeah, sure, give him an origin. But what's interesting here is that his origin was the system failing him, is corruption, 
you know, embodied through this guy unable to get help from a system that's constantly rejecting him. Still in mm-hmm. a time historically, and again, setting it 70s, 80s, this wasn't a time when mental health was taken nearly as seriously. And if you are poor, you don't have the resources in the Bronx in the late 70s, you're kind of fucked. And yeah. that is also a perfect setup for a guy who, what, I'm supposed to trust the system? I'm supposed to, you know, bow down to uh, even, you know, the billionaires, the the, the Waynes of, of the city. So let alone some, uh, you know, DA who's trying to be a hero. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I don't mind that he doesn't have, an or- sorry, that he does have an origin story. Uh, Jack Nicholson's joke had an origin story throughout the movie as yeah. well. So, um. It, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. We all know Joker's origin story anyway. Everyone pretends that they don't know and he's a mysterious character. We all know what happened. Um in the Do you think books, we're gonna so. get like the East Chemicals? Uh I mean I, I know everyone's probably asking this, but does um, the bat show up or he's too young, right, in this? Well, I don't think we'll get the ace chemicals ever in this particular version of Joker, but I I'm not convinced we'll see Batman. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I, I kind of no. don't want it. I don't think it. Yeah, maybe they do a third movie, and the last scene is him seeing Batman or something, and then it ends kind of like because wasn't Bruce a happened. kid in the first one, right? He was, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, that's I think right. he was ten or something like that in that movie. Right, it, it was eight or ten. I can't remember what it was. I think it was ten because I remember seeing that's a bit of an Eric. And this movie looks like comics. you know three weeks later. It's like the trial of what we saw is what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I would guess so too. Yeah. Shit, man. Well, we have uh, less than ten minutes. What else could we get into? Because, uh, yeah, man. Again, I, I, this is so interesting from even my own perspective of watching myself as someone who was, again, not really a fan of the first one. I've never rewatched it. Uh, I do appreciate it for how well done it is. Once again, I think now I might rewatch it. I probably will now, definitely, because. Again, I'm actually excited for this. Yeah, I don't think I was, don't think I've seen it for. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen it for a couple of years either. I, I will have to rewatch it. Um, I really enjoy the film. To be honest, I mean, you mm. know, you know me. I like the dark. You like the dark movies, man. so I, I love dark movies, and I think that was the essence of a DC movie, how dark it was and how in-depth it was. There's so many layers to it, but yeah. Yeah, I think essentially it was like a horror movie. I think they were just like all the way insofar as like the disturbing factor. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I also get the argument, whereas if you took the Joker title away, you wouldn't ever think he was the Joker, but still, I, I think it was a great movie and I really enjoyed it. It was very, very simple, uh, but very effective. Oh, we should talk about this. Uh, we didn't talk about it yet. This is perfect for the seven and a half minutes we have left of this crazy in love um, oh, yeah. newspaper clip. So it says crazy in love. It's from the Gotham Examiner. It's interesting they didn't do the Gotham Gazette, but this might be like a uh, trash magazine. Awesome this might times. be like a tabloid. Yeah. Uh, so Gotham Examiner, Crazy in Love is the headline, and this says Joker has a new love on page two. And it's Harley on with a a mugshot and then like a little thumbnail, Joker has a new love. And it's a picture of Joker, Arkham State Hospital, Harleen Francis Quinzel. Holy shit, dude. Mm. That's oh, man, I'm and she does. She looks crazy. She looks nuts. Yeah, she does. Um I like the picture that you used to Joker as well from the 
more scene, which is cool. <laughs> um, brilliant. But yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how these pair meet. Um, mm. Very interesting because I don't think we've ever properly. I know we've it's been sort of touched on in other media, but we've never actually properly seen how Joker and Harley um, meet one another in terms of like a movie. So it'd be interesting to see how that happens because we haven't seen it in uh, you know with Jared Leto and with Margot Robbie. So I'm very fascinated to see how this goes down. Good point. Yeah, we never really got that. Yeah, and apparently from what Jared Leto said, there was a lot. That like the air cut a lot of the proponents of that is what we missed from Joker and Harley. Yeah, here, buddy. definitely. My puppy's yeah, scratching sure. at the door here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, yeah, she looks absolutely nuts. I also, what was I going to say before? I was oh, so it looks like in this, it's not necessarily going to be. A lot of people guessed that, or maybe it was just me that she would like break him out of Arkham, possibly like we get in Suicide Squad, but it might be that. This, what looks like, at least from these set photos, is that maybe she testifies on his behalf as a doctor of Arkham, and they're all cheering for him. But actually, at this point, she already looks Harley Quinned out. But uh, yeah, he could have corrupted her while... Yeah, he clearly did, if, if she's going to testify yeah. on his behalf. So by the time she gets to testify, you know, trials take even possibly a couple months. So you imagine he's in Arkham... He killed the people, uh, the nurse in Arkham. He set the fucking city on fire, and fast forward, whatever nine months, eight months, and he's had enough time to convince this new, uh, you know, doctor at Arkham working on her new th- thesis or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's how it happened in um, the animated series, and more specifically the Arkhamverse. Um, I think the audio tapes in Arkham Asylum when uh, Joker and Harley. Well, if Harley's interviewing the Joker, Joker convinces her to get him some guns to break out, and then they both mm-hmm. leave Arkham together um, to sort of simplify the story. But yeah, maybe that's what they're going to go for in this one. I mean, I would love to see that. I think that'd be great. Yeah, what else do you think of this uh, crazy in love uh, headline thing? Uh, extremely interesting. And I love the authenticity um behind it so they've got like the obviously the gotham examiner is brilliant i mean I, I like that they've actually gone with that um it's like uh you know we have a paper in the uk called the sun very um very fast and loose sometime um, <laughs> of what goes on so I, I like that and it's a it's a cool headline I, the picture they use as well it's great isn't it i mean that is just oh proper tabloid like you say <laughs> yeah. i love it and her hair is all messed up. And I mean, that's without the Harley makeup too. To have that crazy look in your eye and be a convincing makeup-less Harley mm. with that smile, the angle. Um, damn, man. I And I, let's talk about, we have three minutes left. You're a camera man. Uh, dude, the camera work in Joker, unfucking believable it was so good like as a film nerd i was sitting there going like how are they doing this yeah specifically when he does that dance after after the gunfight or gunfight when he just kills those kids uh and he's got excuse the barking but yeah that dance that he does i mean it was literally like todd phillips was dancing with him or the the dp was dancing with him with the camera it was just unbelievable 
Yeah, it's the very uh, bright blues and the very deep yellows they use in that movie as well to make it just look so cool. Um, mm. It's like, like you say, when you talk about that uh, scene where he kills those guys and he comes out of the, the train station and like the scenery's like all yellow. It's very, it's very 80s, 90s. Mm. Um, it just looks perfect. And I, I honestly I would love to know how many um, trash bags they got through in that film but um, he, he didn't shoot that on film though did he he was sorry did he didn't shoot that movie on film though did he i have no idea but um yeah i just think it's absolutely incredible the uh the looks of that, that film i think that's um about 80 percent of my love of the movie is just how cool it looks i think it's always really important and like i mean going back to the same point again where we talked about the dark knight trilogy it's so important to have that look of Gotham City, it's supposed to be such a unique city, and it is a character in itself. Mm. So I think it's hugely important that they have that aesthetic bang on, and they they do nail it in this film, and they look like they're going to continue it with the new Arkham Hospital uh, that they've decided for. Oh, and, yeah, Arkham you know, looks so good. That is so perfect, man. I hope we return to the steps as well that the Joker uh, dances down as well. That'd be perfect if we return to those those famous steps in New York. Yeah, and that's the Bronx, I believe. So mm, yeah, it's become a massive tourist hotspot, hasn't it? As well <laughs> since that film came out, so <laughs> seen a lot of people that um, were posting on there on Instagram after the film. So <laughs> I'd love to go there for sure. New York's on the bucket list, and that place is definitely on there. On there too. Yeah, I told Scott off mic. I was like, when you come to uh, to the states, you got to go to New York. I am your tour guide. We got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll let Scott nerd out on, and I'll nerd out on my architecture and you'll nerd out taking pictures. It'll be great. <laughs> Our tour through the real world of Gotham. Yeah, you bet, man. Absolutely. And then we'll go see ugly Gotham, which is North Jersey in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and we should also say uh, it was also shot in downtown LA or LA, uh, which I'm assuming is downtown because that's like the ugliest part. And then um, New York. 